0: Welcome to the Home of Having podcast, my friend. This is the place to learn how to create a home away from home. I am Nick. I am an interior designer, but also a Sierra expat. And this season, I'm on the quest to find out what belonging means. Why? Well, because psychologists claim belonging is what defines the value of our life, and it helps us cope with life when life gets rough. And you don't need to be an expat to know life doesn't get any rougher than when we feel lonely. So I'm inviting you to hear and learn from inspiring people as they share their story and their knowledge on belonging. And then you can make a decision on what a home worth having really means to you. Welcome to this week's episode. my friend. How are you? It has been a while, and in the meantime, so many things have happened. Why don't we just start with this last weekend? Friend, I have discovered Clubhouse and I'm totally in love. Now, if you haven't heard about the hype yet, it's a new way of communicating with complete strangers on very specific topics. And it's amazing because you can smell from a mile away who knows their shit and who is just bullshitting because everything is happening voice only. You can't hide behind a fancy production. It's a conversation. You have to react and people with knowledge just shine through. It's incredible. So yesterday, I've basically spent my entire day on Clubhouse talking about the topic of expat life and the challenges and the difference between culture shock and culture grief. And I'm totally planning to redo that. I called my room The Thriving Expat because that's who we want to be, right? But then I later joined another room. It's a fantastic fantastic group hosted by some amazing people. And the topic was mental wellness as an expat during COVID. Wow, right? There was so much great input. And it was so inspiring that it made me raise my hand, go on stage and share my very personal best tips on how to preserve your mental wellness during times of struggle. And that then just inspired me to restart my podcast and share this information with you as well. So I have three tips for you today. So if you are struggling with isolation, with lockdown, with being apart from your loved ones, with just missing out on human interaction, here we go. First of all, remember the way you give. This whole lockdown situation is so often about the people we don't see and the input we don't get, the inspiration we're not receiving. And that is all well and true, but it's just one side of the metal because the other side of the medal is in order to feel good about ourselves, we also need to be able to give. So any change of circumstances always requires us to adapt And we might find ourselves in some sort of role we're not used to, or we're not prepared to play. Whenever that big frustration hits you and you start to feel isolated, it is often due to how you are hindered to participate in society, to be a part of community. So... Isolation angst with COVID is very much like the situation upon arrival in a new place as an expat. You are being deprived of your usual way of interaction with the outside world. You're feeling isolated and lonely, and it's not just about seeing other people, but being seen by other people, or in other words, not being seen. Not being able to contribute and not being able to give and be of service as you are used to and the way you're good at, that can weigh just as heavy on you as not receiving from others. So our sense of personal pride is so tightly knit to our identity. And if that identity is being messed with, how do we overcome it? How can you still participate and enrich your environment and the people, even though you might not be able to personally see them? How couldn't you receive love and recognition and that acceptance that you crave? My biggest tip is to remember what you want to be known for. What are your greatest qualities and how do you want to be perceived And then try to find alternative ways of getting there. Tip number two. Seriously, friend, you need to keep stretching yourself. And my advice to you is to stretch yourself by doing something you are already good at. But the trick is to go deeper. We are all adults here. But with COVID and lockdown and restrictions, it feels like we're being treated like kids. When was the last time you heard so often no and don't do that or you really shouldn't do this or that? That was when you were a kid and considered as immature. So hearing that again might trigger you and feel like, who the hell are you to tell me not to do things? I'm an adult, a mature person. But that attitude of just being pouty just makes you more a kid than you actually intend to, right? And that's when some people get angry about it and others get sad. We fixate on the negativity of the words and the limits and the restrictions on our freedom of choice. And yes, it's hard right now to do new things, which is why you should be doing old things in step. Instead of fixating upon new experiences that you might be missing out on, you should be focusing on achieving mastery level at something you already know how to do. Because if you're already good at it, chances are you already have everything you need to keep on practicing and become that out-of-the-ordinary, skilled person. You probably don't need an instructor to teach you, or you don't need more equipment. You probably have everything you need right here in your home. And there is not necessarily a need to go out and get stuff when all the shops are closed during lockdown. You can just do it, and the motivation should be to become a master. Yes, freaking become Yoda, friend. So good that the only thing left to do is for the outside world to note you once we're all free again to move as we please. So, if you're a decent cook, that's cool. What would it take for you to become chef-level amazing? Just pick a gourmet magazine and start with one dish. Maybe you speak already five languages. Brilliant! Pick a sixth one because you know the process of learning new languages and that is not intimidating to you. All you need to do is get into the habit or build that sense of competition with yourself to show yourself how quickly or how skilled or how determined you can be in your learning pursuit. Again, you're doing something you're already good at, but you need to take it to the next level in order to stretch yourself, in order to feel like you're making progress. Or maybe you're already doing casual runs on a regular basis. Yes, friend. Fantastic. What would the next step look like for you to make it a challenge that fuels you but doesn't drain you? Is it doing a 10K? Is it doing a 10k, I don't know, under an hour? Or maybe a 20k? Or are you maybe even that ambitious and want to try for a marathon? Yes, with a friend, with a running buddy, it would be nicer, it would be easier. But you don't necessarily need that. You can start by yourself. Don't let the restrictions hinder you. Just tell yourself you're pushing yourself to become a master. And then my third tip is nourish your body. We think of ourselves better when we feel better in our skin and in our body. Make your environment nicer. Indulge in beauty, whatever beauty looks like to you. Because doing that reminds you that you are not just living off of scraps, Make your body like the situation and the circumstances it is in. It will help remind your mind then in return that you are good and there is not much to complain about. This can be as simple and easy as, for example, tricking your body to think it's summer. All you need to do is to go to the cupboard, grab that sun lotion bottle from last season and... Rub it into your forearms. And then note how your mind instantly goes to memories of sun, beach, and laughter with friends. Know how your tongue suddenly remembers the taste of cold watermelon and summer cocktails. Then go into the kitchen and add a slice of lemon to your water. And then, yes, go back to your desk or wherever it is you work And hum that summer tune whilst seriously adulting and showing up as everybody requires you to do. Will this always work? Well, the first times for sure. Because no other sense is so heavily connected to our memories as smell and taste. And yes, yes, of course, sure. You can't overdo it. Because then all those sensations will start to remind you of work at home in winter. But that does not mean that you can't use it from time to time. Just give it a try. Okay, those were my three tips, but I actually have a fourth one. Lastly, my beautiful friend, share this episode with somebody. Yes, it would personally make my day. But also, it's a conversation prompt for you to use to have human interactions with somebody. May that be your friends, may that be family, may that be a work colleague if you are still going to work in an office environment. Just ask, what do you think about this? What is your ultimate smell of summer? Mine, by the way, are pine trees in the south of France, just in case somebody's wondering. Or go and ask that colleague, what virgin cocktail could we make to lift the office mood? I mean, wouldn't that be fun? Or just tell your neighbor, you know, the best sun lotion is the one from fill in a brand. I found that on a trip to fill in a blank. Where would you go to if you could travel today? Just have light conversations that bring other people to smile. Or rekindle that friendship from long, long ago and text them. Um, Do you remember that ridiculous summer song from when we were teenagers in, I don't know, 2000? Or if you're having that discussion with with a colleague, can you find that song on YouTube and can you play it during lunch break and then have a really good laugh of what youth and being naive and not knowing what life would bring was like? So, dear listener, all I'm trying to say here is Sometimes it looks like the grass is always greener on the other side, no matter if you're an expat or not. But the truth remains, the grass is always greener where you water it. So Flippin', pick up that big picture and nourish your lawn today. Au revoir, c'est Nicole.